0: All the philosophers throughout history, although they disagree on many things, they all agree on this one thing. You become what you think about. In today's episode, we will discuss how the way you think determines your destiny. Welcome to Todd Talks, where I help you design the life you desire. Your hopes, your dreams, your desires, your goals, they're all possible. If you can dream them and visualize them, they can come to fruition. I remember reading about a study that was conducted at Harvard where a survey was conducted with the graduating class. In the survey, they were asked how many of them had a clear set of goals, a clear vision of what they wanted to do with their life. Of the entire class, 3% had written goals. Another 13% had a clear vision in their heads, although it wasn't written down, and the rest had no plan at all. Five years later, the survey was conducted, again with the same group. 13% that had a clear vision were, on average, earning twice as much as their counterparts, without goals. The 3% that had clearly defined and written goals and vision were earning 10 times that of their former classmates. There is a universal law, one that applies to all of us. That states that those things which we envision and make real in our mind, if we put the effort in to work on that vision, will ultimately come to fruition. They'll come to pass. The laws of the universe are immutable, and it doesn't matter if the thing we desire is for good or bad. If we focus on it, it will be attracted to us. This is called the Law of Attraction. I'm only going to cover it a little today, because what I really want to focus on is how your thoughts are the guiding path to your life. You become what you think about. I've told this story often about how I became a pilot, beginning when I was 8 years old, telling my mom I would fly for the Air Force. When I was 15, I began pilot lessons on my own dime. And after getting my pilot's license when I was 21, and eventually finishing my degree, I was eventually accepted into pilot training for the United States Air Force. I could have become a pilot sooner. I was 27 when I became a pilot for the Air Force. But I didn't continually hold that vision in my mind. I let the vision go for a little while. And when I brought the vision back into my mind, I very quickly accomplished the goal and dream that I had had since I was a child. In previous podcasts, I've talked about goal setting and dreaming you've hopefully created your list of goals for the year or the next few years and written them down. Now the first step in making them come true is to envision them in your mind. See them as already accomplished. The more accurately you can picture them, the better it is. Your mind is always trying to bring the things you think about yourself and your life to pass. This has a twofold effect. It can bring amazing gifts and happiness and greatness to your life. It can also bring depression, sadness, frustration, and misery. What you hold in your mind comes into your life. Think about it. When you say, nothing good ever happens to me, or just as I expected, it didn't work, you're confirming the negative in your mind, the negative in your life, and giving it power over you. You attract into your life the things you think. So if you believe that there are no good guys out there, that they're all jerks, that all the boyfriends you've ever had turn out to be creeps, guess what type of guys you'll attract into your life. Same goes for the reverse if you're a guy listening to this. Earl Nightingale gave a speech back in 1955 that is as true today as it was then. I'm going to quote quite a bit of it today because it expresses things that you need to know to improve your life. He says, I'd like to tell you about the strangest secret in the world. Some years ago, the late Nobel Prize winning Dr. Albert Schweitzer was being interviewed in London and the reporter asked him, Doctor, what's wrong with men today? The great doctor was silent for a moment and then he said, Men simply don't think. It's about this that I want to talk with you. We live today in a golden age. This is an era that man has looked forward, dreamed of, and worked toward for thousands of years. But since it's here, we pretty well take it for granted. We in America are particularly fortunate to live in the richest land that ever existed on the face of the earth. A land of abundant opportunity for everyone. But do you know what happens? Let's take 100 men who start even at the age of 25. Do you have any idea what will become of those men by the time they are 65? Those 100 men who all start even at the age of 25 believe they're going to be successful. If you asked any one of these men if he wanted to become a success he'd tell you that he did and you'd notice that he was eager towards life that there was a certain sparkle to his eye and a recklessness to his carriage and life seemed like a pretty interesting adventure to him. But by the time they're 65 one will be rich four will be financially independent five will still be working and 54 will be broke. Now think for a moment out of the 100 Only five make the grade. Why do so many fail? What has happened to the sparkle that was there when they were 25? What's become of the dreams, the hopes, the plans? And why is there such a large disparity between what these men intended to do and what they actually accomplished? When we say about 5% achieve success, we have to define success. And here's the best definition I've ever been able to find. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. If a man is working toward a predetermined goal and knows where he's going, that man is a success. If he's not doing that, he's a failure. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, end quote. The things you think will best help you when you are working towards a worthy ideal. Your goals and dreams, your, the life you envision, should be pulling you towards a better version of yourself, a worthy ideal, The way you think determines this. As was stated, too many men and women simply don't think. Continuing, he states, Rollo May, the distinguished psychiatrist, wrote a wonderful book called Man's Search for Himself. In this book, he shows the opposite of courage in our society is not cowardice, it is conformity. And there you have the trouble today. It's conformity. People acting like everyone else without knowing why without knowing where they're going. End quote. Sheeple is what I call them. They're conforming to whatever the latest trend in negative thinking is. Fear controls them, not knowledge or vision, not power or right. We see this on both the left and the right in the in the US. Politics has dominated the news and speech of everything lately, as well as accusations about blame and violence. Wouldn't it be nice if people thought for themselves and didn't just parrot whatever is the latest idea by the talking heads that they listen to the most. To become the person you want to become, you must learn critical thinking. You must learn to think for yourself and not become one of the sheeple. So why do people conform? Earl Nightingale says, why do these people conform? Well, they really don't know. These people believe that their lives are shaped by circumstances, by things that happen to them, by exterior forces. They're outer-directed people, end quote. I've seen it in so many and been victim of it myself, literally being a victim of myself by blaming others or circumstances for the things that happen in my life to shape my life. You don't want to be do that. I'm glad when I've learned to not accept that and not be that way. The world is currently being shaped and letting exterior forces shape your lives through the fear of the coronavirus. I'm not saying precautions aren't good. I'm saying that letting fear rule over your life is exactly what Earl Nightingale was talking about. The person that succeeds in life is inner-directed, meaning he or she creates their life. And when difficulties arise, they find solutions rather than complaining about the problems. He says... People with goals succeed because they know where they're going. It's that simple. Think of a ship leaving a harbor, and think of it with a complete voyage mapped out and planned. The captain and crew know exactly where it's going and how long it will take to get there. It has a definite goal. Now 9,999 times out of 10,000, it will get to where it started out to go. Now let's take another ship. Just like the first, only let's not put a crew on it or a captain at the helm. Let's give it no aiming point, no goal, and no destination. We just start the engines and let it go. I think you'll agree with me that if it gets out of the harbor at all, it will either sink or wind up on some deserted beach, a derelict. It can't go anyplace because it has no destination and no guidance. It's the same with a human being. Take the salesman, for example. There is no other person in the world today with the future of a good salesman. Selling is the world's highest paid profession. If we're good at it, and if we know where we're going, every company needs top salesmen. And they reward those men. The sky is the limit for them. But how many can you find? Someone once said that the human race is fixed, not to prevent the strong from winning, but to prevent the weak from losing. The American economy today can be likened to a convoy in a time of war. The entire economy is slowed down to protect its weakest link, just as the convoy had to go at the speed that will permit its slowest vessel to remain in formation. That's why it's so easy to make a living today. It takes no particular brains or talent to make a living and support a family today. We have a plateau on so-called security, if that's what the person is looking for, end quote. And that right there is the crux of the matter as you design your best life. Do you want security or success? Do you want to just pass through life or do you want to truly live an amazing life? What is the life you envision? You have to see it. You have to imagine it and write it down. You must put up pictures that depict the life you want so you can get a clear image in your mind about it. Do you want to be the weakest link in the convoy? Do you want to determine your life or wait for someone or the government to just give you a pittance to live off of? There is no limit to the number of people that can succeed. That's a myth. The difference between the rich and the poor is the knowledge of how to accumulate wealth and the desire and vision and willpower to work on their dreams. Why does this work? What is the secret? Continuing to quote Earl Nightingale. Throughout history, the great wise men and teachers, philosophers and prophets, have disagreed with one one another on many different things. It's only on this one point that they are in complete and unanimous agreement. Listen to what Marcus Aurelius, the great Roman emperor, said. A man's life is what his thoughts make of it. Disraeli said this, Everything comes if a man will only wait. I've brought myself by long meditation to the conviction that a human being with a settled purpose must accomplish it and nothing can resist a will that will stake even existence for its fulfillment. Ralph Waldo Emerson said this, A man is what he thinks about all day long. William James said, The greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind. And he also said, We need only in cold blood act as if the thing in question were real and it will become infallibly real by growing into such a connection with our life that it will become real. It will become so knit with habit and emotion that our interests in it will be those which characterize belief. He also said, if you only care enough of for a result, you will almost certainly obtain it. If you wish to be rich, you will be rich. If you wish to be learned, you will be learned. If you wish to be good, you will be good. Only you must... Then, really wish these things and wish them exclusively, and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things just as strongly. In the Bible, you will read in Mark 9 to 23, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. My old friend Dr. Norman Vincent Peale put it this way, This is one of the greatest laws in the universe. Fervently do I wish I had discovered it as a young man. It dawned upon me much later in life, and I found it to be the greatest discovery, if not my greatest discovery, outside my relationship with God. The great law, briefly and simply stated, is, if you think in negative terms, you will get negative results. If you think in positive terms, you will achieve positive results. That is the simple fact, he went on to say, which is the basis for an astonishing law of prosperity and success. In three words, believe and succeed. William Shakespeare put it this way, Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. George Bernard Shaw said, People are always blaming their circumstances for what they are. I don't believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want and if they can't find them, make them. Well, that's pretty apparent, isn't it? And every person who discovered this for a while believed that they were the first to work it out. We become what we think about. It stands to reason that a person who is thinking about a concrete and worthwhile goal is going to reach it because that's what he's thinking about. And we become what we think about. Conversely, the man who has no goal, who doesn't know where they're going, and whose thoughts must therefore be thoughts of confusion, anxiety, fear, and worry, becomes what they think about. His life becomes one of frustration, fear, anxiety, and worry, and if he thinks about nothing, he becomes nothing. End quote. So simple, yet so deep. You become what you think about. You think and dream of riches and then work to achieve them. You'll get them. You think about anger and mayhem and destruction. You get them. You think about good. You get it. You think about negative. You get it. Getting the point? Why is this the case? Why? Funny I should ask. Earl has the answer. He says, You see, the human mind is the last great unexplored continent on Earth. It contains riches beyond our wildest dreams. It will return anything we want to plant. So you may say, if that is true, why don't people use their minds more? Well, I think they've figured out an answer to that one too. Our mind comes as standard equipment at birth. It's free, and the things that are given to us for nothing, we place little value on. Things that we pay money for, we value. The paradox is that exactly the reverse is true. Everything that's really worthwhile in life came to us free. Our minds, our souls, our bodies, our hopes, our dreams, our ambitions, our intelligence, our love of family and children and friends and country. All these priceless possessions are free, but the things that cost us money are actually very cheap and can be replaced at any time. A good man can be completely wiped out and make another fortune. He can do that several times. Even if our home burns down, we can rebuild it, but the things we got for nothing we can never replace. The human mind is not used because we take it for granted. Familiarity breeds contempt. It can do any kind of job we assign it to, but generally speaking, we use it for little jobs instead of big important ones. Universities have proved that most of us are operating on about 10% or less of our abilities, so decide now. What is it you want? Plant your goal in your mind. It's the most important decision you'll ever make of your, in your life. End quote. Because of this, it is important for you to decide what it is you're willing to think about. What is it you want to hold in your mind? Do you want to stay where you're at? Are you the person you desire to be? If not, then use that amazing free gift you were given at birth and design the life you desire by creating the vision in your mind of who and what you want and then write it down in as much detail as possible. Then start to work on it. The same rule that can bring you success, wealth, health, spirituality, freedom, can also bring pain, sadness, sickness, and despair. All depending on what you think about and attract into your life. It's a double-edged sword. Look around you. Everything that you see was first imagined and was a vision in someone's mind the car you drive the clothes you wear the computer I record this podcast on the phone you're probably listening to me with these were all created as a vision in someone else's mind first before they became a reality you have thoughts and a vision you can make them happen whatever you can envision you can make a reality for good or ill as Christ said As you believe, so shall it be done unto you. You can achieve in life the life you desire. Come up with the vision, write it down. Write down the goals, get specific. Dream them, dream the dreams, dream big. I've written down my goals and vision of where I want to be five years from now or even earlier. Keep your mind open and don't become one of the sheeple that will follow the herd off the edge of the cliff if that's where they're going. You're worth much more than you think. You can become everything that you dream. Now stay tuned next week as I speak more on how to use the law of attraction to bring good things into your life. This is Todd Talks. Today's sponsor is my book, Fire and Ice, available on Amazon. Also, if you're needing, wanting another stream of income, I will happily tell you about the healthy wellness hair and skin revolution and how you can join me in MONAT to earn Hundred, five hundred, a thousand, or more extra in money every month. Todd Talks are available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have comments, go to toddtalks.comments at gmail.com. And as always, have a blessed day.